and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 143 of the Subplace Like Terror, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over season 7, episode 11, <laughs> Evolution Part 1. Please excuse our battle, Corky. <laughs> My AK, if, Kaylee, if you step over these AKAs, because I'm really proud of them, our AKAs are Indiana Jackson or uh-huh. Ungated. Okay. Just a parody on Uncharted. Or Darth Predator. <laughs> Darth Predator. <laughs> um, see, mine was just uh, something along the lines of, of I like Indiana Jackson because yeah. mine was Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Stargate. Rubik's Cubes. Of <laughs> yeah. the Tesseract Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Uh, so this first, definitely some sort of Indiana Jones so, reference. Yeah. I'm uh, in, yeah. August 22nd, 2003. Story is by Damon Kindler and Michael Shanks. Oh. Yeah. Well, of course. He clearly uh, wrote the Stormtrooper half of the episode. Uh, directed by <laughs> yeah. Peter DeLuise. So oh. I'm just going to jump right in this because there's a lot to say in this one. Yeah. Uh, so we start with Braytek and Teal'c who are overseeing the carnage of a battle yes. that they've walked into. The Jaffa of two Goulds, Ramus and Tilgath. Um, Tilgath's dead. Mm-hmm. We don't get to meet him. Uh, okay. It looks like there was a meeting... But it, um... Things have not gone... It doesn't look like things are happy. Go well. No. There's one survivor. It's a Jaffa for Remus. He's like, you uh, might want to leave. Yeah. He wants a GTFO. This was done by one person. Uh-huh. And that one person quickly shoots that Jaffa dead yeah. from the clearing. That, it was that guy. And I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, and I'm here to push the story along, guy. <laughs> and there stands a black stormtrooper of yeah. a soldier. Uh, I called him Predator. Okay. I called him Stormtrooper. <laughs> that works, too. So, But I like Predator. Yeah. Because um, there's something Predator-ish. There's but, uh, very Predator-ish. Uh, but, I mean, you cannot deny that helmet. Here's the reason I like Predator more than Stormtrooper, because this guy actually hits things. Fair. And a Stormtrooper would not. Fair. So, uh, he's firing some energy weapon phaser type thing from his gauntlet, which is a good place for a weapon. Uh, and, and you can tell he's extremely deadly. Uh, not punny at all. No. And considering that he took down whatever large group this was, and he almost... Like, it's Teal'c and Braytac. Yeah. The two of them are able to, at the moment, we think, take down this one warrior. And even that, like, requires a lot of effort from them. This two-on-one fight. It does. But at the time, we think that Braytac and Teal'c took down this one warrior when an entire two battalions and a gould couldn't. Which, I mean, for a second, we could almost believe that. Totally. Actually, completely believable. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, like, it's not completely unheard of. I would buy it if we didn't, if they didn't I mean, they both survived another different fight. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was tough going, but they did. And the two of them were like, what the fuck is Yeah, this thing is real. Credits. Um, 
I'm going to pretend that Ramus is just named after the captain from Hunt for Red October. Whether it's true or not, that's my truth. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, but Tilgath is actually a set of uh, Assyrian kings. There was oh. Tilgath the first, Tilgath the second, and Tilgath the third. Um, and Assyria, because Return I... to Tilgath, sorry. <laughs> Back to Tilgath. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people, it's hard to know sort of where some of these kingdoms were it's is in the modern day sort of iraq syria okay yes assyrian yes. assyrian yeah. got it I'm um there. it wavered a lot of size sometimes it was a lot bigger sometimes yeah. it was smaller but these guys ruled from like a thousand to 700 bce okay they were all in a row so um, it's not that far back in the grand scheme of things. BCE. Right? BCE. Oh, okay. Before okay. Common Era. Yep, you did say BCE, uh-huh. and I just didn't listen. Yeah. Got it. I'm there. <laughs> um, so during the credits, they called back to the SGC for help. In uh-huh. the gate room, we see the Predator brought back on a stretcher. Hammond is thinking what we're all thinking. What the fuck is that thing? Yeah, I'm like, a new player has entered the game. <laughs> and at first, Hammond kind of guesses what, I guess we were guessing too, is that an Ashrek? Yeah, yeah, because that's what we've seen before. We've yeah. seen, like, this bad guy thing. I mean, good callback by by Hammond. Because when you have no other reference, this is way more advanced than an Ashrek, though. And Sam yeah. assumes that the armor protects from energy-based weapons, which makes her really excited because it might be new technology she can yep. play with. yeah. Uh, never, never at a loss for taking advantage of the situation. Nope. I love that about her. Um, and pretty sure it was just a, like at first they're like, we thought it was a setup by Ramus to kill Tilgath. And that's still like at this point, they're like, we don't really know what happened. That's right. just one ghouled survived and one didn't. So we're going to kind of take that. For granted, sure. But we're Sam, just gonna not think about that part right now because no, there's way too many things to think about. Sam wants to call the Tokara for help figuring out this technology and figuring out the Predator. I love it because in some ways it's like, oh, we need to call the Tokara, but also yeah. it's like, hey, this is real intense. Can I call my dad? It basically, yeah. Uh, can I? Can I bring my dad in? Can I? I feel really good working with him. He's a smart dude, and I trust him. Also, when in doubt, call your dad. Yeah. I mean, that's just standard. <laughs> You're in a cult. For call life. your dad. That's <laughs> very my favorite. My favorite murder. murder call out. You're in a cult. Call your dad. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't take long for Jacob to arrive. Right. And any episode that we have both Jacob and Braytech is a good yes. episode. Oh, yes. Let's not even start with the Danielness that's about to Daniel. Yeah, l- okay, let's. Let's, because we have a little I'm bit before the myself. Daniel. I'm going to pace myself. So right now we're just excited over Jacob and Braytech oh, together. That and that, yes, absolutely. This These stories on their own. Can Thank God there's a two parter. Guys, spoiler warning. Grace likes this episode. Let's. I'm trying. I'm. I'm. I'm being real good here. We're gonna be I'm good. Ba- I'm staying okay. focused. I'm in the moment. I warned Grace about this episode. So <laughs> whatever this armor is, it seriously fucks with the MRI machine. Uh-huh. Although to be fairly honest, I'm surprised it could even fit into the MRI machine with that cod piece in the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> do you remember that scene from Independence Day where yeah. they crack open the armor Ugh. and the gooey? This Ugh. is basically the Stargate version of this. So my only qualms with this scene is yeah. like, where's Janet while we're autopsying a body? She was busy with other Because Sam's things. like, yeah, I can do this. I, I, look, I love Sam, and she's very smart and very talented, but I feel like when it comes to this type of stuff, there's an amount of finesse. Maybe she was, t- is, isn't Cassandra college age? Maybe dropping her off at of college? Absolutely. I just, I wonder, 
what her reaction will be when she comes back. Because she's like, Sam, you butchered. I could have gotten so much more out of this body if you'd let me. It's kind of like when the wrong person carves the Thanksgiving uh-huh. turkey. You're like, what the what fuck did, did you, you do? Because uh, it's Sam. Sam's excited. She's like, yep, pop his face open. Pop I, the stuff off. Look at the googly eyes. <laughs> I made chicken alfredo last night. And I was just, just me cutting the chicken breast. I'm like, please person who knows butchery do not come in here and look at what i just don't look at my mess yeah it's more than anything it's like the amount of finesse and study that goes into this Uh, let's not pretend as much as sam is capable and smart let's not pretend that she is also a person who can do that job 100 percent. when we finally get the helmet and the breathing system off he looks basically a lot worse than anakin did at the end it's like oh put it back on put it back on i don't want to look at this yeah it was very gross amazing effects work Uh uh-huh it's disgusting Uh uh-huh like i'm a little bit uh, wretchy right now just thinking of it so in the briefing room we get an x-ray it is a ghoul but the host is super weird he's all out of whack basically someone tried to genetically engineer this like perfect like athlete but gave no concern about like living no um not important i feel like this is a theme that we know of i just can't place it anywhere yeah the only way this host stays alive is because of the symbiote right it's like, look, we don't need you to live for a long time. We just need you to kill stuff. We're not here we're for here a long for time. We're, we're just here for time. a kill time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the armor just absorbs energy. So it doesn't matter how many zats or, or staff blasts or anything hits it, it. It would just absorb all of it. And by the way, Teal'c, you did not take the Predator down. Right. It had a massive heart attack. I love that. I lo- Okay, Two things to discuss here. <laughs> so let's start with one. Yeah. How brave for Sam to be like, um, you didn't actually take this thing down. Just Okay, and know. then like hide. <laughs> and then two, she says pulmonary failure. Yeah. Which does not directly correlate to heart attack. This is true. So I did look it up this because it bugged me. Okay. <laughs> which pulmonary, pulmonary failure, essentially respiratory failure, means yeah. your lungs fail, uh-huh. which leads to no oxygen traveling properly, which means to uh, your other organs stop to function because they're not getting blood could lead to a heart attack, but also a stroke. Well, didn't she, did she say pulmonary failure? Because to me, pulmonary failure is just his heart broke. So pulmonary meaning lungs yeah. and failure. Oh, I thought pulmonary was heart. No, see, that's the thing. Pulmonary means lungs. Oh. And so every time I looked it up, it was like, do you mean respiratory failure? <laughs> because pulmonary failure is respiratory failure. Yeah. It means your lungs stop working. He just stopped breathing a while back. Yeah. 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 And then his heart stopped. But. Uh-huh. That's just my little weird, like, that's, what? <laughs> and and please, if someone Maybe knows things medical. Maybe it was medical, just another one of those things where we should have Janet there to yeah, clarify. Yeah, <laughs> so again, she's just like, yeah, I had a heart attack. Doesn't matter. Uh, but if anybody knows medicine way better than I do, because I'm sure you're all out there, uh, please, please help me, because it's just in my craw. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in the lab, uh, the protivator <coughs> is laying on a table, and yeah. Jacob points out that the cells in this thing are less than three weeks old. It was uh-huh. grown in a lab. It's Frankenstein's gold. It's Frankenstein's <laughs> gold. Uh, and while the, the gold have always been looking for ways to perfect their hosts, mm-hmm. like, this was not a host that was meant for... A good, like an, a full gold. Yeah. A system lord gold. This thing, it might be stronger than humans, but it is not superior. It's just, yeah. it's basically, it's a clone army. Yes. 
It's yes. a clone, it's it's a reaction to the uprising of Jaffa. It's a clone army they can control and they need fewer of because which they're stronger. does seem like the natural progression for the people in power to create. Like, oh, es- my soldiers are rebelling. Let me make soldiers they can't rebel. Especially, I don't know how at this point they're like, hmm, who would do that? Maybe Anubis. Yeah, guys. So interesting to note that Jacob points out that it wasn't alive when it was grown. Ah. It was given life after it matured. Like Frankenstein's monster. Like Frankenstein's monster. Because, by the way, people forget Frankenstein is not the name of the monster. That's true. Yeah. Frankenstein is the name of the... The dude. Evil dude. The crazy scientist. Not evil, but... mm. Mad. I think mad is fair. Well, to be fair, Frankenstein isn't the monster. Or is he? Frankenstein, yeah. Frankenstein is the monster. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, Selmak can tell There's the unique... There's to be learned. <laughs> the unique energy in its cells are similar to the energy a sarcophagus would give off. Hmm. But a sarcophagus is not powerful enough to animate non-living matter. Interesting. So... We must go back further. Coincidentally, there's a legend, a device created by the ancients, discovered by the ghoul, that is designed to heal, but it's too powerful for human hosts, so it kind of just does more harm than good. Yeah. Um, But if the ghoul were able to reverse engineer that, well, they were. They were able to reverse engineer that to create the first sarcophagus. Mm -hmm. Since where the sarcophagus technology came from is sort of this mythological device of the ancients, because again, the ghoul just keep taking shit from the ancients yep, yep. and manipulating it. Feels about appropriate. So the Toker have long searched for it, like a way to perfect the sarcophagus technology, because it's not perfect. We had an entire episode about the addictive tendencies yes. of the sarcophagus. Yes. Which we'll be reminded of later. Reminded of later, we have a whole thing about you has been spending, has been alive too long from the sarcophagus. He's going, It said, look, there's no, there is always too much of a good thing. Yeah. Um, and... Basically, the Tok'ra wants to perfect that. They basically want to get rid of the side effects so everyone can actually benefit from this mm-hmm. pure, actual good healing device. Hmm. And if we find it, also, side benefit, we could find a way to counteract this life-giving energy and find a way to actually kill these this predators. Thing, yeah, if we can reverse engineer the reverse engineering to yes. reverse engineer some more things. And the ghoul who <laughs> discovered it was Telchek. Huh. That name sounds like a thing. It does. So Daniel will get to in a moment, but there is a Mayan god of rain, Chuck. Okay. Which is who he assumes Telchek is named after. Okay. He also had an axe that spewed lightning, like a famous hammer we know from other (laughs) mythology. Um, He strikes the clouds. He makes thunder and rain and and lightning. Um, The equivalent Aztec god is Thaloc. Let me see. Tlaloc. So the really cool thing about... Tlaloc? Yeah, Tlaloc. Okay. The cool thing about the Nahuatl language, which is what the Aztecs spoke, uh, and also Spanish, from yeah. my understanding of it, Mexican Spanish at least, <laughs> is when you see a word, you pronounce every letter. Okay. So it's T-L-A-L-O-C. Tlaloc. Tlaloc. Yeah, you're, you're there. So think of when Tlaloc. you say Seattle, yeah. how you, can say, you say both the T and the L even though they're touching. It's very similar. Yeah, okay. So yeah, Tlaloc. Tlaloc. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of so, but to Chuck, like a lot of Mayan gods, 
there's four of them ish, sometimes more, but there's four <laughs> main ones. It's like the Holy Trinity in Catholicism. Sure. It's it's so all of these chucks, they each cardinal direction had one. They all yep. had a color associated with them, etc. And there's a ton of mythology surrounding farmers and rain deities. Like there is in every culture, Which, yeah, farmers and rain deities. Yeah. Um, and they all sort of each other, every chuck had sort of a human person like a human counterpart yes who were the rainmakers and they had the communication link um and there's a lot of ritual and and worship around these the different it's, rain it's like to use D terms they feel very like druidic yeah in a sense exactly yeah. um and so talala <laughs> so That's very close. Get it. The, the, yeah. Was the Aztec god of water. He was an elemental force. Got it. Um, and his symbol was a marigold, which I do know is very important in Mexican culture. I mean, they signify a lot of stuff. A lot it, of it stuff. It just happens that they're kind of everywhere, which it makes it easy for exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why it became yeah. a symbol of everything. Um, and but imagine if you see something all the time, you're like, yeah. there must be some reason this exactly. is here all the time. And he's actually, from what I saw, he's sort of one of the most worshipped yeah, of, of yeah. the deities in Aztec culture. And I would imagine, like, because it's the rainmaker. It's the maker, rain god. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be one of the most, like, you probably need him a lot. Exactly. <laughs> it's why Poseidon's so big in Greek. Like, got it, yeah. We need water. Yeah, more water, please. Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, when the Spanish came in and colonized the area, you know, they were, like, evangelizing, they were converting everything the worship of Tlaloc continued. Um, and it may have continued because in the fervor to convert everyone, they tried to make links between the local gods. Right. And and the Christian in the Christian God and, and the religion, but they may have made the links a little too strong in some places. Yeah. Because the old gods just kind of stuck around. There's there's a lot of interesting uh, religion. Yeah. In Mexico, that you're, that even me, who grew up Catholic, yeah. am very confused because I'm like, wait, you yeah, don't, you don't know this one, yeah, <laughs> because they're not like Catholic that the same like Catholicism that came from exactly. Europe. So like, uh, uh, like La Virgen Guadalupe, yeah, who is not the Virgin Mary, but when I was little, I was like, that's not the same person. It's these are another people, and and that's kind of what happened is yeah. is they they connected them to sort of the the local religions and and they originally kind of went, oh, this is a great idea. We're going to sort of bridge the gap yep. in this one, but then they're like, oh. Oh shit! Now you can't that's get rid of them. That's not canon. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not gonna forget them now. No, no, oh, that's no good. No. So we went back and we rewrote it so that it all makes sense. What's that called when you do that in comic books? We retconned it. We retconned it. We retconned it, and now that she's canon, we made her. But now, now they just became more the ingrained. <laughs> the original retconners. Uh, and they're still around today. And so you know when I when you when I saw this figure like this hair and feather dress, these googly eye, these fangs, and you see it even i recognized it um a, a gonna, lot of artwork make a movie called retconning catholicism <laughs> i just really like it um but that is tlaloc tlaloc yeah and you know tlaloc. what really fucking good yeah tlaloc. tlaloc yeah um and so it gets it's still around a lot because he's really hard to get rid of and he's still the rain god. I'm like, going to laugh if I'm saying it wrong this whole time and I'm a, a complete jerk. You're probably still Sorry, more guys. accurate than me. Sorry, guys. Um, 
Also, you know, because we know the Aztecs and the Mayans were into it, there's a lot of human sacrifices to them. This is a thing. Including children. Different times, folks. Different strokes. But you know, yeah. And in their eyes, it's like, what is the most precious thing I can exactly. give you? Uh, it wasn't Our for children. a disregard of life. No. It's because this is the most precious thing that we can give exactly. you. Um, and it was it was the exact same thing, you know, in, in a lot of a lot of places back in the day. Yeah. It was a Tuesday <laughs> yeah. when they had <laughs> sacrifices it, it is because this is the it, most, yeah. this is literally the most precious thing I have to give you to the God. Right. So please reign yeah. for us. It's important for us to remember that. Yeah. Because it, other because our moral code is not the same moral code no. that they live by. No. And, and, and it was just what you did. And so, and, and I was, and I read a bit like it, these children thought it, of it basically as an honor. It's right. the most amazing thing that I could yeah. do. Yeah. And they were like stoic and they did not, like they didn't have It's tears. what it was. Yeah. And yeah. It was a thing. And I'm sure there was plenty who were scared and didn't yeah. want to, but ultimately they weren't, they weren't um, sacrificed as a punishment. No. Is my understanding. They got like awesome shit in the afterlife yep. because, you know, this was That's a what she did. He does have his own mountain. Mm-hmm. It's the in the Sahara Nevada mountains, um, which has a sanctuary on top of it. Cool. Um, and, you know, I'm not someone who knows mine and Aztec mythology a ton, but I really would like um, uh, Gaiman to write a book on it like he did with uh, and, yeah, because or if anyone can take it, yeah, and and do it the way he did that, yeah. I would be fucking because all over it's it. absolutely you know I feel like there's so much we always pay attention to Greek mythology and Roman mythology, and there's a huge and I've always been interested in Norse mythology, and this, there's kind of a resurgence I feel yeah. in the past couple of years oh, of, yeah, of, sure. of of you know Viking mythology and things. There's like an entire goddamn quarter of the earth. <laughs> yeah, that was active up until like the 1500s. It, it like the mythology of it is crazy. Yeah, it, it's a thing that I there's this weird anxiety that I live with because I am Mexican and it is my culture and I don't know how to find it mm-hmm. or where to study it. Yeah, because it, a lot of it gets lost. Yeah, and a lot of it gets really protected. Yeah, and so people don't want to share it, but. The only it's, way to keep it alive is to share it. And it's so fascinating, you know, the, the stories and the, yeah. the interactions and and the multi, the sort of the, the God that has multiple parts and yeah. all this. I'm like, oh, and someone was, please it, give me a really good book on it. Yeah, it was stuff that when I was little, too, we, you know, we began to get to get that taught. But if you don't practice it and yeah. keep it in your mind, you lose it. At some point, I knew how to read the Aztec calendar. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I could speak a couple of words and mm-hmm. I understood what how their months worked and how yeah. the seasons worked and the backstory. Uh, but, you know, I was 10 years old and they give you a couple months to yeah. learn it and then they're like, okay, we did our duty and, and you're on. done. Um, I just, but like, I would love, love, love to do I just it. sort of love in it what seems like is the same way and, and I, I know they're sort of structured differently and, and came about differently, but in the same way that the Greek and the Roman gods have these similarities, because the Roman gods are basically stolen from the Greek gods, but <laughs> yeah. the it seems like the Mayan and, and the Aztec gods... They kind of merge in the same way. Yeah, they have... in the same time. Exactly. They have these corollaries, so I find it yeah. interesting. Um, so, It would just yes. be so cool to be able to know more. But this whole thought Daniel had, back to Stargate... Back to the gate. Reminds him of something, and he runs out of the room, into the lab, and he tells Jacob and... In his own lab. Yeah. And he tells Jacob and Sam that his grandfather, remember Nicholas Ballard? Yes. Met him. 
One of his early obsessions was the Fountain of Youth. Yes. And he claimed it was a piece of alien technology. Oh, that was my other AKA. Sorry. (laughs) It was like uncharted grandpa's legacy. Sorry. (laughs) Well, we already had Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I know. (laughs) um, (laughs) And which is alien technology on par with Ballard's thoughts, which also is on par with Daniel's thoughts. Yeah. Um, And it was used by Mayan tribes around 900 years um, BCE. He traced its origin to chalk. Who uh, we just discussed. Yeah. So Jacob is like, well, the device was meant to heal ancients, like not to destroy humans, but it would destroy you. Ancients are so much more. Yeah. That humans would have to have very limited exposure from a very distance away for it to like, not overwhelm know? them. Yeah. Um, because too much healing don't heal. Yeah, too much healing hurt. And if it's kept near a water source. Maybe the water would take the brunt of some of that here. Boom! Fountain of you. We did it. So, Air horns. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dana continues book. Uh, Nick thought the temple that housed it was in Central America. Mm -hmm. He spent decades looking for it, but it came up empty. But look, here's a nice little drawing and notes and illustration. And Jacob's like, that's ancient gold. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know a lot of things, but I know that this I is the thing. I don't know much, <laughs> but I know that goo. I just discovered that this pen has a flashlight. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I got a new pen. It's got a flashlight on it. And then I think I can, oh, I can touch my screen. Oh with it my. Too. Okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> so, the Fountain of Youth, briefly, very enduring myth. Um, anyone who, like, anyone who drank for it, anyone who bathed in it would get healed, youth restored. Um, it goes back to Herodotus. I said that one right. That sounds right, yeah. Shoot, in the 5th century BCE, it really took off, though, as, as this concept, um, in the Caribbean in the 16th century. You know, at the time of pirates is when this thing was around. It's been placed everywhere from Bimini to St. Augustine, Florida. I know that one. um, (laughs) Town founded by Ponce de Leon, who is famous for searching for it, to being in Jamaica, to being in basically pick an (gasps) island in the Caribbean. What if it's all of these and there's this like one like channel of like underground water Uh source that all taps from the Uh same original one in Uh South America. Uh Uh-huh. That's all I'm done. Yep. Even though we know that water doesn't move this way. (laughs) It It can. I guess it can. If you have enough force behind it. (laughs) It's just rushing north. (laughs) I mean, how do you think uh, the geysers happen? That's true. Yeah. (gasps) We Uh should all jump into geysers, except don't do that. Don't jump into geysers. (laughs) But anyways, there, this guys. place has Fountain of Youth has been placed in so many different locations that what place hasn't been the source yeah. of the Fountain of Youth oh, mythology? Yeah. Um, so they go to Hammond's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's here. It's in southern Honduras. I'm not hundred percent sure, but pretty damn pretty damn sure enough to convince Hammond. Uh-huh. And. Also, the Anubis was the one who created the uh, Predator, which, duh. I, I mean, guys. we should have get. We've been like, let me give you three guesses. Yeah, uh, Anubis and Anubis, uh, Anubis and, and Anubis. Anubis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the one who started a war with Telcheck to find the device, and once he won and beat Telcheck, he couldn't find the device anywhere so who and this is all before he ascended mm-hmm. and once he ascended it didn't really matter anything he's a real busy dude he's really he's got a lot on his plate 
Um, he's, he, no wonder he's so stressed and angry. I know. He just stole <laughs> the knowledge from the ancients once he ascended. He's like, you know what, Anubis, take a break. Watch a little bit of British Bake Off. Brit- I always call it British Bake Off, but it's officially the British Baking Show, right? I, um, just relax. Exactly. Watch a couple bakes. <laughs> so, regardless <laughs> angry. of all of this Anubis stuff, the good news is, is that the original device is most likely here on Earth still. Ta-da! Uh, and if it is, the Toker and Sam would really like to get their hands on it. Of course they would. Because they, they all salivate. <laughs> <laughs> Drool. Yeah. Because uh, they could reverse engineer a weapon to work on the Predators. Yeah. Oh, also, you know, healing is good. Oh yeah, totally. That's that's what we meant. The but whole time. also destruction of the predators. Yeah. <laughs> um is there a sun I can harness anywhere to be part of this? Because then I'd be done. I'd be set. And Hammond tells Daniel to take Dr. Lee and go ahead. Dr. Lee, the doctor of something that we're not quite sure I love, of. I feel like Dr. Fits. Lee was like, do I have to? <laughs> he probably was, but again, Dr. Yeah. Lee is the doctor of whatever the episode needs him to yep. be a doctor of. Yep. I just I, yeah, we'll talk more in the next <laughs> scene, but I just I, I, that poor guy. Are you going to be able to speak the next scene? I'm going to do my so best. So the next time we see Daniel, he is transformed da, 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 into Nathan da, 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 Drake. And then Grace lost her mind. Grace lost her shit. Uh, <coughs> so look. Okay. Sometimes when yeah. you put per- people in a different setting, like a hot, sweaty, <laughs> jungle-ish space. Uh-huh. They either look miserable. With, don't forget the five o'clock shadow. Uh, yeah. They, they either look miserable like Dr. Lee. Mm-hmm. Probably sat, slathered in sunscreen, uh-huh. big hat, yep. unhappy, yeah. hot, Still breathe. looks good, though. Still looks good. But some people either Rise go the there <laughs> or they thrive. Or they thrive and they and they let the five o'clock shadow come in uh-huh. and they just go, I'm going to be smelly uh-huh. and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Rub a little dirt in there. Yeah. And then pull a Daniel. Uh-huh. Which is actually a Nathan Drake. Yes. Which now I want to see a game with both of those in it. That'd be kind of amazing. Because here's the thing. Nathan Drake is just a nerd who knows how to use guns. Uh-huh. So Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. Even better than, like, yeah, a yeah. nerd who can just kill shit at will. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> like, Daniel's on his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on his way. Uh, the, yeah. Daniel may have a bit more of a moral code. Because Nathan Drake's like, you're in the way of what I need, must kill. I mean, otherwise you wouldn't have a game. Exactly. But the amount of knowledge between the two would just I would just sit there and watch all day, all day, all day. I wouldn't be able to play it. Someone would have to play it because I just want to watch. Um, <laughs> it's good times. And I love, uh, I love, again, as you're pointing out, the difference in how they travel. Yeah. I would like to be traveling with Daniel. Uh, because if their guy doesn't show up, we're just going to sit here, have a few beers, and make a few friends. Yeah, we'll just chill out. That girl's pretty. Let's go yeah. talk to her. The, the one the drunk girl dancing in the back. <laughs> where it's like, tone it down extra. Shh, listen, she's making her money. Yeah. Okay. Doing what she got to do. A girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Because she, she's just randomly stood up at a table yeah, and is dancing. Uh-huh. Which I guess, yeah, if you're on, I've never been on a, uh, you know, vacation of that, like a tropical vacation, but that's probably what people do. I mean, I (laughs) don't have to be on vacation to just stand up and dance. You've seen it happen before. That's very fair. Uh, Their guy quickly shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and the day, sorry, I'm distracted by the dog giving me the cutest look in the entire world. <laughs> She's kind I'm of so sorry. Right <laughs> She's like, let me give you full puppy eyes. Yeah. Okay, so their guy quickly shows up. His day job is working here at his uncle's cantina. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a small thing, 
But I appreciate the fact that they didn't subtitle any of this. Oh, yeah, where he was just talking to his uncle? No, well, or... talking to his uncle and just between him and Daniel. Oh, yes. Let me tell you that I was in such shock and just admiring it that <laughs> because, I can't remember what he because said. Because Daniel wasn't hot enough. Then he started speaking Spanish. With a decent accent. Yeah. With a decent accent. On top of it, I was like, I can't. I can't. I can't handle this. Oh, and he doesn't um, even have his shirt off yet. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and let me tell you one thing that is not Daniel related in the scene that I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, at the time, um, I don't know how regional this was, but the word Simon yeah. was very slang. It's like, so C means yes, uh-huh. but Mon just was like Simon, like, yeah, man. Oh, okay. And so the fact that he says Simon just felt really comfortable to me. That's it was very nice. familiar. That's cool. Yeah, there's a little bit of slang in there. That's cool. Um, so they want to go see some temples. Daniel's like, no, we want to see one specific temple. Yeah. Um, and yeah, poor Rogelio has no idea what he got himself into. Yeah, what is it again? Rogelio, his name? Rogelio. Yeah. Okay. He totally doesn't feel like he's just straight from Indiana. You just call him Roger. Roger. Yeah. I'm going to call him Roger. Yeah. <laughs> just to, <sighs> to not butcher his name through this entire thing. Um, again, he doesn't feel like an Indiana Jones extra in any way, no. shape or form. No. I'm just going to call him Raj, because then it's at there least shorting that, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's at least not changing his name to English. That's fair. It's that's just what, That's like what Jack would do. Exactly. Would call him Raj. Raj. Okay. So, Raj is like, yeah, let's not go to the place that you're pointing at because there's no temple there. I take all the tourists up north. Yeah, he thinks he's just dealing with two nerdy tourist yeah. guys. It's like, no, 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 you don't want that, you don't want to go down there. We'll go up here. Here. There's lots of ruins. We'll get some photo ops. Yeah. My uncle's truck. We'll be fine. It'll be fun times. Uh, Daniel is now playing games. Mm-hmm. We either go here to the south or we find someone else. End of story. Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, we'll take my cousin's truck, but we have to, you know, fill it with gas. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Weird how that's and a thing. Bill pulls out this wad of bills in the most don't ever fucking do that when you're traveling no. way ever. No. <laughs> like, this is how you die. <laughs> no. Why do you think you're fucking kidnapped at the end of the thing? Yeah. Because the guy sitting behind you is eyeing this fucking wad of money. He's like, look at that giant wad of money. How they have Daniel a lot of stuff. not go... Can you Don't. please just put, like, a 20 in your pocket? You know why? Because Daniel doesn't understand money. <laughs> as, as I, he's so into everything else that he just forgot. He lived for uh, off-planet long enough to barter oh and do things, and he's so focused on interacting with people that he forgot that money's a thing. I also love how Bill's like, can I get a receipt for that yeah. money? <laughs> yeah. I, no. Okay, yeah, sure. Um... So back in the briefing room, everyone's like, minus Jack, is yeah. is figuring out the rest of this issue. Look, Anubis is killing off Mino Gould, absorbing the Jaffa. It's happened to three Gould so far. Mm-hmm. So this is bad, because even if we can find the device that Daniel's looking for, that's no guarantee we can stop the Predator. Yep. Yep. So at this point, they're like, I'm assuming there's more than one. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that wasn't the only one. There's probably like three. We have to interrogate one, which means we have to capture it alive. And Sam's like, yes, please. This is fun. <laughs> so Sam, now can I harness the sun's power? <laughs> Sam has the Predator armor in her lab mm-hmm. and she can't. She, look, it it's resistant to armor piercing weapons mm-hmm. and it can absorb all the energy, but it's sort of made in something very similar to Kevlar. Mm-hmm. So a very fine tipped trinium dart should work perfectly. Ta-da! She's figured it out. So Sam and Jack are on a walk and talk. 
Um, since Ramus is still alive, he's most likely the next target. Mm-hmm. So the plans is going to go to his planet, yeah. sit and wait for the Predator to come through, yeah. trap it in a shield, hit it with trinks, easy peasy, no, come home by deal. lunch. He's like a giant bear in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, it. Jack has some notes. <laughs> Back in Honduras, uh, they reached this amazing waterfall. <sighs> yes, because it couldn't be Daniel without being Daniel. <laughs> he had to go and mess up his look with the do-rag. Oh, but Just the action do-rag. Us, yeah, it is the action do-rag, but he did have to remind us that he does love a good do-rag. He does. They were where the map says they are, but there is nothing. Uh, <laughs> the legend says the water, nearby water flows towards it. There's a whole bunch of very reasons why the water would lead them here. Mm-hmm. Raj is like, no one fucking listened to me. There's no temple here. I Seriously, told you there's no temple here. here. We've yeah. tramped through this jungle for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daniel ignores him. Yeah. And they spread out, start looking for anything. And I love when they don't move. Daniel's like, go. Yeah. Time to go do the things I'm telling you to do. And Lee quickly finds something by falling into it. Well, of course. I mean, what better way to find a pit trap than to just fall into <laughs> but it? But I love there's just Daniel in the foreground. He just like, vroom. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you check for traps. They did not check for traps. <laughs> so Braytac and some rebels are on Ramus's planet with SG-1, SG-3, I think sg 12. There's a whole yep, shit ton just a lot of, of SGC people there. It's a cavalcade of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm sticking with it's it. It's a gaggle of people. <laughs> and Adal, who is a under, whether he's an undercover, but he's a rebel Jaffa in the ranks mm-hmm. of Ramus's army. Um, he's going to find a way for them to stand detected. Like, yeah. I'm going to distract people over here. Uh, and you do things over there. Sam goes, sets up her plan, and then Jack's like, hey, Reynolds of SG3, can you go plant C4 and Claymores everywhere? Because plan A never fucking works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go set up a plan B and a plan C and a plan D yeah. and plan E and then, like, a retreat plan. Uh, and in the jungle, Daniel joins Lee down in the temple to look <laughs> around. Raj will stay up top with the radio. Daniel can already tell this is early Mayan stonework, at least, so they're mm-hmm. in the right place. On the planet, everyone's just waiting. And waiting and waiting and waiting. Jack wants to start a pool to pass time. Sure, yeah. Back in the temple, the crammed hallways are starting to get to uh, Bill and Daniel. Just both of them. Why so small? Yeah. Um, I would have noped out of this, by the way. Because of the tiny tunnels? Because of the tiny tunnels. Yeah. Um, we visited the Hoover Dam uh-huh. and went on the dam tour. Um, <laughs> and first of all, my father... The damn, his, the damn joke. His life was to come up with a damn joke that the I tour mean, guide had not heard of yet. That's like the dad joke. Mecca. Yeah. 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 The echelon of uh-huh. all dad jokes. Yeah. Um, but when we're like down This is in, what they live for. It yeah. is. <laughs> when we're down like in the center of it, like walking down these hallways, like I literally, it's the only time I've ever experienced it. I started to feel pressure on my chest. Oh, weird. And then we're walking down this long hallway because you're walking, you know, perpendicular to mm. the thing. And you go and there's a little window down at the far side where you can look down uh. on the thing. And I, it, the fresh air was coming in from that. And I'm like, I need to stay here by the window for a second. Yeah. Uh, it's the only place. And it's not claustrophobic if you're down in there. The tunnels are sizable. Yeah. But it was the sheer concept of having that much 
mass and concrete yeah pressing like i literally started feeling that my chest you're pretty deep in it right you're really deep in it they're talking about how the concrete the center technically hasn't cured yet i'm like i need to get no thank you yeah 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 i can Um, see that which is why down here and it's not necessarily shall we say the uh modern architecture of the hoover dam you know what's weird is of all the things that would get me is i would be like there's no ladder to get out (laughs) <laughs> that if you hung a ladder where where yeah. Raj is hanging out uh-huh. at, I'd be fine. Yeah, it, for some, I don't know why, but that's the one thing that freaks me out. It, it, it's the same that I can't go far into caves. It's it's like um, uh, speaking of this part of the world, the cenotes, which are the holes that you then down you oh, see yeah. the big giant lakes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the being down under in the lakes. It's like <laughs> how the fuck do you get up? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, how yeah. do you get up part that bothers I, me. Do not have the upper body strength to climb uh, a rope. It's not happening. It's not happening. Look, you you stick a ladder or a stairwell up. Yeah, I'm fine. That's great. Yeah, but just to drop down a hole. But nope. <laughs> no, thank you. Um. Anyways, they reach this dead end of a large chamber with it's all of these squares. It looks like fucking movie the cube yeah um but there's no writing there's no gifts there's nothing yeah. and lee's like isn't there always writing yeah but that's the part that's the part of the adventure in the dungeon where you start touching shit uh-huh or, and you yeah, check for traps you start checking for traps you start touching we, shit. there has been so many dungeons that we're in where you're like run your hand on every wall yeah but <laughs> but also very carefully because yeah. otherwise you die well, it's <laughs> after you check for traps sure and yeah. then just you're looking for secret holes yeah um and dirty <laughs> secret holes <laughs> on the planet sg3 sends word over the radio the predator's here Ta-da! this is it once it gets into rage sam initiates the force field um jack hits it with two tranks which don't stop him not, in the slightest fucks he gives none none, none. he's like what is that a mosquito what's yeah. happening and then they could hit him with the third dart, but that could kill him and they want him alive. Um, <laughs> okay, the first two have not done anything. I don't think <laughs> being worried about killing him is I a know. thing. Uh, and at which point he just kind of walks through the forest field like it's not there. Yeah. So instead, everyone opens fire with everything they have. <laughs> yeah. Nothing makes him pause. No, he's just going. He fires at the Chiffon at SG-12. Uh, Jack blows some C4. He just walks out of it Terminator style through the smoke. Yeah. So this part, now that um, in our D and D group, which uh, we shared with the with the video yeah, stream, with the, with the video stream, um, now that we've experienced our first TPK, yeah, in D and D, our first total party kill, we've learned that sometimes you have to retreat. Yes, and so we learn here that Jack has knows played D and D before. Well, he's a uh, now I'm going to pull in from my uh, school stuff. Yes, he's an in extremist leader. Me- meaning that he knows how to lead when lives are on the line. Yeah. He, Sometimes oh, yes. you got to fucking r- pull back. Exactly. Uh, really interesting stuff. Really well done. Uh, just a thought that doesn't occur to some of us. No, because they, yeah. they throw a second round of C4. He like yeah, doesn't keeps going. even notice it. Yeah. He walks by Braytech and Teal'c and the rest of them like as if they not even noticing him. Yeah. Um, so ships fly overhead. There's, they're going to be made soon. So Jack calls that they're aboarding the mission. Yep. They yeah. are Time gathering their wounded yeah. and heading home, but it's too late. Yeah. SG-3 can't even hold the gate right now. There's so many unfriendly Jaffa swimming around them. So yeah. he goes, Braytech, what do we do? 
Another great in extremist leader, Braytag says, only option is to stay alive. Yeah, we surrender because there's a chance that Adele and his men can free us later. Uh, and Jack is not happy, but nope. he understands it's kind of their only option. It, right? Yeah. Yeah. Either that or we go out fighting and we call it here. Yeah. I just say goodbye to your house. <laughs> so back in the chamber in the temple, yes. Daniel gets an idea and water flows towards it. Hmm. So he takes Lee's canteen. Not his canteen, of course. No, and I love... How fucking enormous is this canteen? Is this like a gallon-sized uh-huh. canteen? Well, Bill goes through a lot of water. That's fair. He's dehydrated. But it's like, dude, you're carrying that <laughs> through the jungle. That's heavy. Yeah. Uh, and and he, he pours it onto the ground. Some serious Indiana Jones shit. Because yes. at some point you can see it stop flowing and it falls down. It's the in-game puzzles. Something, yeah. <laughs> there's something underneath them. These are the best part of the Uncharted games for me. Is the puzzles. That's where you're like, why am I in this room? So How do I get to this room? We were going to play, because we, of course, uh, have Xbox. We did not get Uncharted. Oh, yes. We have Laura Croft instead. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the idea was, because nothing, I enjoy puzzles in my games. Mm-hmm. So the idea was is that I do the puzzles, and then someone else does the shooty does shooty, the shooty, shooty. <laughs> Let's just say that that didn't happen. Why? Because I would just come home from work. And th- I know this. I know this life. And there would be no puzzles. I finished it all. I did it because I couldn't stop playing. Yeah. I know that life. So I haven't played them before. Yeah. Because I'm not good at the shooty shooty. You know what you do? Is you watch the playthroughs and then you yell at the screen <laughs> when they get to the puzzle because you know what they need to do. Um, yeah. If there was a way to play where you can just just play it on really easy mode. True. I could. Because uh, I don't care for the shooty-shooty parts I'm not, either. I'm just not good at the shooty-shooty. Um, I'm okay at the stealth parts, but those parts just make me so damn nervous. This is, again, I've said this before, this is why my favorite game is Portal. It's yeah. not, it's just cut right to the puzzles, guys. Yeah, just give me more puzzle action. Give me a Indiana Jones-style game where there's, like, maybe two things, exactly like Indiana Jones, there's, like, two things of maybe having to fire a gun at someone when they have a whip. Or run, yeah, run from people or <laughs> and something. And run from people, and it's just all figuring out puzzles. Gosh, that would be, yeah, can can they make, like, a Cheaters Uncharted for me where yeah, all I'm doing is the puzzles? Add in more puzzles. Make the, more cu- make the rest cutscenes. Like, yeah. you, you can make having to find the stuff a lot harder. Yes. Yeah, you, know, you actually have to, like, figure out a map, and it's basically just a partial map in the giant jungle, and you actually have to, like, figure out where it is. I'm fine with all that. Yeah. Just like a true but yeah, sometimes game. the amount of shooting that has to happen, I'm like, yeah. Jesus, I'm exhausted just, just listening die to already. This. Yeah. Okay. Back in the temple. Uh-huh. Um, oh, sorry. Um, in Gould Prison. Skip the whole oh, Gould right, Prison scene. right, right, right. Reynolds was hit. He says he's fine. Mm. Um, no one else is really sure about that. <laughs> Reynolds isn't even he's sure about that. He's putting on a brave he's face. He's putting on a face. Uh, but Ramus shows up, and Jack handles it. Oh, sure. With typical Jack charm. Uh-huh. And a possible Vulcan salute. <laughs> Why not? It looks like he's trying to live long and prosper. He's Yeah, um, he just can't seem to make his fingers do it. So, look, <laughs> we know how this looks. We just want to make clear, we didn't come here to kill you. Yeah. True, honest. Fun part is, we actually come here to save your ass. Ta-da. Asses. Assi. <laughs> Assies. Yeah. There is a veta- there's, there's a predator who wants to kill you. Um, well, and I feel like if I'm the Jaffa, I'm like a fucking likely story, yeah. dude. <laughs> We're here to kill that guy. Not you so guys. So if you let us go, 
we'll, you know, save the world. Before and bedtime. you're not buying any of this. No, I'm just going to stop. And, and pretty boy just scowls and leaves. Mm-hmm. So back at the temple, Bill and Daniel are just getting this heavy motherfucking stone up. Yeah. It's super big, very heavy. And there is a tesseract there. <laughs> well, it's always under like some weird, crazy yeah. stone. Of course it's, there is. It's, yeah. a, it's a non-activated tesseract. And Daniel has no idea what that writing says. And Lee goes to grab it. But Daniel's like, did you not see the first Indiana Jones? Yeah. Or the episode where I got addicted to sarcophagus. Or anything having to do with the temple. Uh-huh. Um, they don't want to accidentally activate it because that could be bad. So instead they touch it. Yeah. Just touch it with your fingertips. Guys, No. No, you have two fucking shims right there. Yeah. Each grab a goddamn wooden shim or and just pick it up that way. Or even like, I don't think this would work, but even like fucking take off your jacket and wrap it in or you're going to take your shirt off. in this Yeah, anyway, we know Daniel. this is going to happen. To be fair, my D&D character learned that it doesn't really matter if you nope. just have a piece of cloth between your hand and the magical You're still going to get possessed. I'm but, still going to get possessed. But you're at least fucking trying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good times. And so they pick it up by touching it and the stone slams down. The place starts this to shake. This is the part where I did yell at them for not doing the Indiana mm-hmm. Jones and dropping a, ra- a bag of sand. Yeah. Where they had just had that. Yep. Guys, that's how puzzles work. By the way, this wall of water that hits them like, yeah, you know that was filmed that way. It's yeah. just an entire fucking wall of water. Yeah, yeah. That's scary. Even when it's not real, that's scary. I can only imagine what that was like to shoot. Um, <laughs> and water comes from everyone else. And Raj is like, uh, guys, can you, can you, this doesn't sound good. Yeah. Back in murder prison, Braytag points out that Reynolds is getting worse. We're like, <laughs> thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty aware of that one. Jack's like, your friends can show up whenever they want. <laughs> and he and, and Braytek's like, well, we should consider they may not come. I mean, I don't know that they're coming. I just thought they might. Jack's like, come. what? It's like, why didn't you say this earlier? Yeah. He goes, well, we're still alive at least. Jack's like, what? <laughs> Look, yeah, Braytek's just trying to extend him, like, the, from one minute to the next. He's one step exactly. ahead of that. What's the, what's the song? One step ahead of the bread line. <laughs> Thank you. He's one step out of the red line. Um, and, and they toss around the term super soldier for the Predator. <laughs> yeah. I do like Sam, because it's Sam's idea. And Jack's like, huh, it's like feeling it around. I still like Predator. Yeah. So odds are, it's only after Ramus. And once that's dead, they're just going to go home and not kill anyone else. Huh. So Jack tries uh, chatting up the guard outside the cell. It does not go well. No. So Jack's like, hey, big guns. Teal, come here. Yeah. <laughs> you flex your old, your master is a false god shit on him. Yeah, do the things that you do. Uh, that doesn't work either, because the guard knows of the Shulva, and he knows who the Tari are, and they're here to kill his master. Which, incidentally, O'Neill of the Tari and the Assassins yeah. is a really cool name for a band. It would be. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Jack, I do like how he's like, well, if we came here to kill him, who's up there killing him right now, as you can yeah. hear the battle sounds? Duh. So back in the jungle, Raj watches in a bit of horror as the shaft fills up with water. Yeah. With no sign of Daniel and Lee when suddenly the artifact breaks through the water. Ta-da! Yeah. Quickly followed by Daniel and Lee. 
They so, athletically pull themselves out. I'm very impressed by by, by Doctor yeah. Lee. I really am. Yeah. Um, it just goes to show that just because you look a certain side doesn't mean you're not working out. He's, you know, just because you got a snack pack doesn't mean you have a snacks pack as there well. There you go. Yeah. Because, of course, Daniel's going to pull himself up. No problem. <sighs> With a little bit of bravado as he does it. But um, Doctor Lee's just as capable. Listen... Daniel's been working hard on those guns. Yeah. He's got a lot of what they call show muscles. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dr. Lee's like, <laughs> I just got the muscles that I need to exist. Um, so once they get out, they sort of put their hands up. And Raj is like, well, I'm not going to rob you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but the guys behind you yeah, probably dude, are. Yeah, dude, uh, you should have been a better lookout. <laughs> in murder prison all the battle sounds are going on up top and and they still are trying to convince this this jaffa mentally poke this guard um and you know all the lines he throws out my master's a god he's yeah. invincible they'll cut his faces otherwise uh, he kind of knows that Ramus would sacrifice all of the Jaffa to Yeah, survive. like, th- I think they all kind of know a little bit in the back yeah. of their head. A-, a lot of it is just like, well, this is where the power is, though, and I don't really... Yeah. I'm scared of the other I'd options. rather be living. Yeah. Living? Living. Uh-huh. I'd rather would be, be living, too. Um, and then he goes running when he hears enough stuff, um, and Jack's like, shouldn't it be getting easier to convince these guys? Right. You would think by now that it, the word would have gotten out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So the guard comes back at some point. Ramus is dead, and he gives he opens the door, gives Tilk a Zek gun, uh, and yeah. they ski daddle their way out of there. Yeah. So Daniel Lee and Raj are walking blindfolded, bound through the jungle. Not good times. Daniel's trying to convince them that look, we're just archaeologists. We aren't worth anything. Raphael, we learn his name is uh, yeah. reminds him that everyone is worth something to everyone. Mm-hmm. Which is not wrong, it's but not wrong. I mean, it's a good attempt by Daniel. Yeah. Uh, Lee stumbles. But the problem is, you spoke with an, with an accent that's either American or Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. So you're worth something. Exactly. Yep. You're worth a hell of a lot more than they get down there. Yep. Yep. So um, Raj takes the opportunity to pull off his blindfolded run, which is not the best choice on his side. No. Uh, he's quickly shot in the back. Uh, yeah. Poor Rogelio. Like, I know. It was nice knowing you, kid, but yeah, fear is never a, a, a great and decision maker. And let's be honest, he was the most expendable out of those three. Yep. Yep. Because he's he's the local guy. It's not worth any money. No. Um, and he, and uh, Rafael is now, well, you two will stay on the path now. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, it's it's very calculated. It's cold. But he's like, that one's not worth anything anyway. I'll kill that one, scare the shit out of these two, yeah. and they'll do what I want them and to do. And we're not going to talk about Daniel's arms. We're going to do our best to be professional adults yep. about this and not salivate. Nope. And I will only do the salivating while we watch. Yeah. I mean... Thank you. Um, Thank you, costume department. Um, On the planet, as GSCC crew walks uh, through the temple to get out of here, there's a lot of dead bodies. Oh, yeah. Um, and Sam thinks she has an idea to capture the stormtrooper. Because Sam has a one-track fucking mind. She does. Never mind that everyone's dying. No. Never mind we're that gonna we're going to capture the are... damn Predator. You sent me here to capture the Predator, yeah. and I am going to continue. Even while my life is in mortal peril. <laughs> uh, there were you know I, how the Predator has a one-track mind on his mission? So yeah, do don't I. fuck with Sam. Like, yeah. 
So, uh, it runs back to the Stargate, the Predator, and a cargo ship flies down, rings up the thing, yeah. right into the sealed cargo hold, and yeah. it's pounding captured beast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we get our indeed from Teal, who is piloting. <laughs> it's a great, great approach. So, in the jungle... They arrive at the rebel camp. I want to I wanna talk about, for a quick second, yeah. how they set the setting. And it's really weird how in South America you have the same trees <laughs> as you do in the Northwest. With a, with a couple extra, like, palms thrown in Every front of it. Every now and then, but it's like an entire mountainside <laughs> of, like, pine trees. <laughs> I loved that part. And some disgusting soup thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the fuck that was. And that's the other thing, too, is, like... There's there's a, a couple of different instances that where I want to yell at, at, at the people at yeah. the props people be yeah. like, guys, it's hot in South America, <laughs> hot. One, they're not eating soup. Two, they're not going to give shits about having blankets. No, no, it's not even cold at night. No, it's just tolerable at night. Yeah. <laughs> So tell them they don't get a blanket. They're probably in, anyway. I'm back. To be fair, I took it as a blanket to sleep on top of. Fair. As something between the ground, because yeah. you saw the giant hissing cockroaches. That's fair. I took it as something between yeah. to sleep on the yeah. under. That's fair. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll call it that. Um, the place is, let's just say, not a five-star hotel. Resort. No, it, you're definitely roughing it. Uh, they remove Daniel and Lee's blindfolds, throw him into a small shack. Mm-hmm. Neither have their glasses anymore. I'm sure Bill actually needs his. Yeah, he's like, dude, uh, I can't see. And Daniel's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> People use glasses to see? Uh, and Daniel again reiterates that no one will pay for them. They aren't worth anything. Uh-huh. And that's a real bummer, Raphael says, because if no one pays, then they die. But yeah, look, there's no... You're not getting out of this no. unless it's through brute force. Yeah. So back at the SGC, Sam and Hammond walk and talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, they vented the atmosphere in the cargo bay once they had the Predator, so it took like 10 minutes for this thing to pass out. Yeah, Jesus. All I can say is, you've seen what this one of these things can do? Yeah. Why the fuck did you bring it back to the SGC? Yeah, let's not bring it to our base. Isn't that what the Alpha site is basically for? You want to quarantine shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fucking bring it back to the base. Yep. Agreed. So when it's awake, um, it's it's metal banded to the wall <laughs> without its armor. Yeah. And it's disgusting. It's gross. Beautiful props department. Like, pro- mad props to it's the got props department. Teeth and, and goo and, and, and jello flesh. And I know the poor guy inside can't see a damn thing and has no. a hard time breathing, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's basically... A real-life horrible Skeletor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just gross. Yeah. Uh, everyone... It's is... like if phlegm came to life. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Live phlegm. Um, everyone's watching from the observation room except for Braytech and Teal, who are in with it. Mm. And it does not take long before it admits that it serves Anubis. Yeah. That's Duh. an easy one. Yeah. Teal'c asks how it's created, but it's like, I don't know answer. I don't, I don't understand concepts. No. Like... <laughs> It's like if your dog could talk and you were like, quick, what's the meaning of life? And it's like, eat bacon. bacon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Hammond is basically as sure as we are that that's all they're going to get out of this thing. Yeah. As Sam points out that it has lower than normal brain waves from both the snake and the host. And Jacob points out that also gold are really good at brainwashing. Like there's nothing this thing can tell us. Right. And Jacob doesn't have an idea, though, of how to get something out. Yeah. Uh, so Jack spots Hammond in the hallway. Apparently, Daniel is six hours overdue. 
uh, which yeah. is late even for Daniel. Uh, the Honduran government says that they're looking into it. They couldn't find anyone at their last known location. Um, back in the lab, they use the memory recall, the Toker memory recall mm-hmm. device, and it, they switch it to turn thoughts from the Predator into images similar to what Lucas Wallencheck did in Sequest to turn the holographic display oh. so that you could um, translate what Darwin was thinking nice. into images. And it ended up saving the day at the end of the episode. Good job, Sequest person. Way to go, Jonathan Brandis. We miss you. I love Sequest so much, guys. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite scenes revolved around Lucas and Darwin together. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So back at the camp... Uh, oh, they get a, they get a star chart. Yeah, from, they ask where. Uh, I love that it's not sophisticated enough to understand how it was made, but it can like mentally show you, the whole, show you a star an chart. Entire star chart. Yikes! It makes total sense. Uh-huh. I would, I would more buy that it would be able to mentally display a gate address, right? Because it has to know how to dial back yes. home. I would more buy that than a complete star chart in this guy's brain. Agreed. Uh, And also the grossest part of that scene is having to stick (laughs) the memory chip in there. Okay, done. So back at the camp, uh, Raphael brings in some water, sits down, cuts their bindings. He's going to ask some questions. If he believes them, then they get some food and water, maybe a blanket to sleep on top of. Um, (laughs) If he doesn't... And he does not currently believe the archaeological lie. Right. The, well, that's not a lie. The line that yeah. they're archaeologists. Uh, if he doesn't believe them, things are going to get much worse. Yeah. I believe him. Um, yeah. Bad guy is bad guy. So maybe he only kills one of them and he gets the U.S. government's attention. Yeah. The question is, which one dies? Here's um, the thing is... If they kill someone, they kill Daniel. They're going to kill Daniel because Lee is intimidated by this. Daniel's and like, they can tell all, yeah. all of you. I love this. When Daniel finally talks, well, you're probably yeah. going to get there, so I'll wait. Well, it's just, it, it, Daniel starts playing their game. Yeah, Daniel channels, channels his inner Clint Eastwood. He does. Like, squinty-eyed and everything. Well, he's looking into the sun with all his like, He's like, squinty-eyed, mm-hmm. gravelly voice, mm-hmm. and he's like... Do you feel lucky, punk? Or whatever. <laughs> but he's that's what he's channeling here. He's like, I ain't scared of nothing. He goes, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the truth now. <clears throat> Threatening us is a big mistake. Because the very powerful people are gonna come. <clears throat> and you don't want them to. And letting no. us go now, it'll save you some trouble. Yeah. And Raphael's like, <laughs> I bring it. Bring it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to hesitate to kill either of you, both of you. I don't care. Yeah. I will make an example to the U.S. government. And I've heard that line from people many times about yeah. how oh, my friends are going to come save me. Fuck both of you. Yeah. But also, he doesn't know who his friends are. He does not. He doesn't know that there's a Sam who can harness a son. No. No. And then eat your face with it. <laughs> if she wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like the right thing to say. Also, this metaphorically, this half of the episode. Now, again, if I did not know that this was Stargate and Uh I only saw sort of this half of the episode, I would not be surprised to see a MacGyver come rescue him because this does feel 
like the first half of a MacGyver so episode. if I didn't know this was a two-parter, in my brain, the rescue mission comes on a fucking gold ship. Yeah, like the cargo ship. The yeah, cargo they ship. come on the fucking cargo ship, and the guys are like, oh, shit, what did we just see? And then, like... Just ring them up. And then uh, Selmak's like, mind erase. I don't know that he can, but that's what he does in my brain. X2 cargo shipia. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So in the briefing room, in the darkened briefing room, they they just figured out what planet um, <laughs> yeah. the, the predators from the Choker call it Tartarus, which Aww. I will cover next episode. Oh, I know that word. Uh, and they're they're the Choker are trying to assess the defenses now. And Hammond comes from his office and he has some bad news. Yeah, Daniel and Lee have been kidnapped, <sighs> um, most likely taken across the border into Nicaragua, mm. uh, and we don't know where they are. So yeah, and I'm like. Please, you're telling me you don't have a tracker in Daniel? There must be. There must be. I'm like, yeah, you, I know He's you microchipped. have a microchip in all of SG-1. Maybe he just means we haven't been able to, to triangulate where, because it, I mean, it is the early 2000s. It is. He's like, the Bluetooth is acting up. It's getting a little crazy, because I think that's when Bluetooth started being around. Um, yeah. And so he's I like, look, Bluetooth we're just trying existed. to get the signal off the tracker. We have not found it yet. I mean, if that if I had that type of job, I'd be like, yeah, put a fucking tracker in me. Yeah. If I don't move for like three days, come get me. Exactly. <laughs> even if it's just my body at that point. Jesus. Yeah, because at that point, even you don't know what's going to fucking capture you in another planet. Exactly. Just come get it. Come get me. It's like with the, they have the new thing on the, on the new Apple Watches uh-huh. where if you fall... And then you don't move for like ten minutes. They oh. automatically send like a like a life alert. Like they call nine one one. And I'm like basically that for just give everyone Apple watches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of cool. They did all this tracking, so they can tell like if when you fall, like how your right. wrist would go when you fall. And so if you fall and then I was you... gonna say I don't want it to go off while I'm like laying watching Netflix no. for twelve no, hours. No, it can tell. Like it can tell <laughs> when it falls, it makes an impact. I would love to wear my watch and just be like, get up, <laughs> you fucking lazy ass. I don't need I don't need Netflix to ask why you're still watching. No. I need my watch to go. Everyone, I still have that. Every time it goes, you should stand up. It's like you should eat a dick. Yeah, yes. I have told Siri that before. Yeah, Bill and Bob go, you should stand up, and I'm just like, you should fuck off with yourself. Yeah, a I'm little bit, leave me alone. <laughs> a little bit, just leave me alone, okay? I'm having a really tough time today. Drinking, and I'm gonna lay here. I'm drinking my wine straight from the bottle, and I'm watching the Great British Bake Off. To be fair, last time I did that, it was not even full wine. It was just like the cheap raspberry flavored sparkling spumante. Oh, <laughs> I considered that's the kind of day I'd had. I considered doing that yesterday. It was everything I wanted it to be, though. Of course, yeah. It was everything, and it was $5. I had one of those where I was like, do I want to buy those cheap $5 mudslide things? Maybe I want to buy those. See, those ones, those ones I tend to. But then I feel sick after. And that's why if I'm going to go cheap, like a cheap bottle of alcohol like that, I tend to go for just the cheap sparkling wine. Smart. Because it's it's like the weird sparkling sangria shit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I know this is not quality. I'm not drinking this for quality. Yeah, we're just drinking this to get the job done. And I don't necessarily want it to get me drunk. I just want to drink Drink something bubbly that has some alcohol straight from the bottle. Ta-da! Done! Okay. The end. Uh, Shocker. Next week, 
Evolution Part oh, Two. Yeah. Um, do you would you like to wait to put this on your list? I think are you just that... gonna go ahead and preemptively? Well, I'm pretty sure that this is just gonna stay at number one. So okay. why not? Let's just put it there. Are you cutting Enemy Mine off? Is the I question. think I'm gonna have to. Cause... I have to do a quick remembering of what Enemy Mine is, but I think I'm very oh, okay with the, it. Oh, that's the um, that's the um, Unas episode. Oh yeah. Um, it's a good one, but yeah, I think it's going to have to go. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put this, because I do really enjoy this. I'm going to put this as number two. Oh, okay. Um, it does go about Fallen Homecoming to me, for okay. me. Um, but it doesn't, did I get about Fragile, Fragile Balance yet? Yeah. That uh, makes sense. Fragile Balance is the next episode. And we're up to 30 and a half indeed. Holy moly. I know. And I didn't see a Deloise cameo in this. I did not either. And I watched the commentary that had Peter DeLuise, and he didn't go ham back there in the background. Look, there's so me. Yeah. I'm just assuming maybe it's in part two. Yeah. Because I don't remember it off the top of my head. It's good times. Oh, by the way, at this point, um, I saw someone on Facebook gave us a heads up. Yes. Thank you. I noticed there was an issue yeah. on our audio for last week. Uh, at this point in time, if it is fixable by me, it's been fixed. Okay. So <laughs> I apologize. I did not notice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if it's if it's what I suspect it is, it's an easy enough fix. I just have to get in there. Gotcha. And do it. Cool. Um, alrighty, we will see you with more Uncharted week. Daniel. Uh, I just spent an entire weekend filling out wedding invitations, um, so I'm in the addressing thing. So next week, uh, pod cards for September will be out. Yeah, they are designed. Uh, we just have to get them printed, and I will address all of them. Done and done. Um, as always, guys, you know where to find us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, you can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Uh, rate us, like us, review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.